at King's Therapy Podcast listeners. This is Fong Legacy, and with me is Owen. Hello, I am nursing a bit of a stomach ache. Uh, let, let's get through this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we have some, uh, well, some King's news uh, that has happened this week. Uh, it's not really news, to be honest, but it's like, I guess, little tidbits about our new GM. And let's go ahead and start with that. Uh, so Monty apparently is excited to work with Walton, which is a good sign uh, from our front office. Monty and Luke kind of want the Kings to space the floor for Fox, which I think would be a great idea because Fox is that kind of guy that can facilitate that floor. Yeah, like, you know, if you open up the floor for Fox, like, you know, he can basically get by most defenders, like, you know, with a snap of his fingers. Like, and yeah, spacing the floor. He's got to work on his shooting a little bit, but like, yeah, but spacing the floor, giving him that open paint, the open lanes, just to drive straight to the rim for, you know, a beautiful, you know, finesse finish. Like, yeah, is a, is a recipe to, you know, utilize this team. And, you know, Monte has also mentioned about building those kind of quote unquote winning habits. And, you know, I, I can't even remember the last time we even went, uh, good uh, 50 per, or was it 500 uh, season in a while? It's been a while. I think it's actually been since 06. Um, not, I, don't quote me on that, but it, I mean, we haven't made the playoffs since 06. So, like, yeah, it's probably been since 06. And, you know, I'm, I'm excited to, you know, win at least 500 because we never experienced 500. Yeah, hey, alone. nowadays yeah. it might get you in the playoffs, like, for, like for real. I know, I I hope so. And you know, looking at just the playoff picture, I mean, all teams are probably getting better. You know, with the exception of maybe OKC dropping out, but like we thought they were going to drop out this year. So, and maybe the Grizzlies take a step back. You know, and you know there might be a spot open for us. It's going to be a tight window, though. Yeah, in my opinion, I think there's going to have to be big changes within the team that's my opinion and we'll probably talk about it a little more about when uh with buddy in a bit but uh another tidbit uh with monty is that he's excited to work with joe dumars and you know we don't know too much about joe dumars and to be honest i haven't heard anything about joe dumars within our organization besides you know Detroit. <laughs> yeah, besides he, that he's there. Yeah, no, no, like, literally, he has not said anything. Like, and, you know, we'll see how this relationship goes. It's good. Monty, in the uh, press conference, basically said that he's going to basically work with Joe Dumars. He does not answer to Joe Dumars, however, but he is going to use him as a resource. And, you know, like, as I said last week, like, the relationship that I see between the two of them is that, you know, Joe's going to pitch his ideas and uh, Monty's going to pitch his. And, you know, Vivek's going to listen and basically just consolidate all those ideas to make a decision. And that's kind of what this is kind of sounding like to me. There are like concerns where Vlade was in an advisor role, like when he before he took over as GM and there could be there are some signs of possible backstabbing that could happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but let's hope that they work together well and you know, 
build a winning culture because they got to lift that cloud over the organization. And of course, the players have a lot of involvement too, but it all starts with the organization. Yeah. And in other news, uh, Buddy Heald seems like he wants to be traded according to an Instagram like, I guess, on the feed feed. Yeah, like, I don't know how much you want to, like, you know, look into that. But, like, the fact that he liked the vi- he actually liked the photo, and yeah, at least yesterday, I haven't checked today, but, like, it, he still, like, hasn't unliked that post. But the but if you get for you guys that didn't see, he, uh, on Instagram, if you go to the Embiid feed account, there is a post about uh, getting Buddy to Philly. And, you know, amongst other people, Buddy Heald himself liked that post. He seems to be done with Sacramento. So, you know, it's uh, it's not it's not looking great. And, you know, like Philly is the easy kind of target in terms of just like where we should trade him because he, him and Al Horford and, you know, Tobias are bad contracts. And yeah, they Sixers might want to get off those contracts. They might want to, you know, like it's a it's an easy idea, but I'm not sure if it works like completely. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what uh, Philly and or even us will bring to the table. But yeah, you know, for the past what two three years, Buddy has had his complaints, and not gonna lie, I I kind of feel him in a way. <laughs> if he wants out, I mean, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I'm. You know, I. I've been just kind of a bit negative on him, of course, and it's going to continue here. Um, it's we had a stretch with him leading the team. It just was not, go- it just wasn't good, and there, and there are reasons for it. He's just not a great shot creator. But my thing with him is his attitude, and you know he excelled coming off the bench. He was basically one of the most efficient players in the league for mm-hmm. a good stretch before you know the the shutdown happened, and. You know, I don't think it matters that much if he starts or not, but, you know, Luke didn't play him in fourth quarters in certain points because his defense was just such a big liability. Mm -hmm. And he really didn't show any improvement on that end. But, like, you know, I'd like to see more improvement on that. And, you know, you got to come in with the right attitude. Just embrace the role and just – and he excelled in it again. And I think his best role is to be J.J. Redick and not, you know, a dribble drive artist like, say, Kyrie or Kobe, you know? And if he's not going to embrace that role, like, it's, you know, I'm kind of done with him. Like, his his general attitude, I'm not a biggest fan of. And just, you know, but if we are trading him, we better get something back. Like, getting Al Horford in a pick, I'm not actually that high on that. This is for a worse contract and for a very, very old player. And, you know, if you want to trade for Tobias, it's not exactly any better. Even worse contract and arguably a player that doesn't move the needle in any way. Yes, very true. I I do really kind of want Matisse Thibault in that part of trade, but that, that might be tough, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, like you know, swing for the fences. Like Monty McNair is a guy that has worked with Daryl Moore. And the, the process that like that, you know, that they go through is that they throw a hundred ideas at the board and hopefully two of them stick and they're good. And he's going to get really creative. I think with these trades, it's something that we're not even going to see coming at all. 
maybe we end up getting Victor Oladipo for all we know. <laughs> that's a guy yeah. that keeps popping in my head now. Yeah, we'll have to see after the playoffs. Yeah, uh, most, yeah finals are uh, tomorrow, so it's coming. Oh, yeah. We'll be talking about that later. But speaking about J.J. Redick, and, you know, it's probably been about a couple minutes since we talked about J.J. or mentioned J.J. Redick, but J.J. Redick had Mr. Fox in his podcast, and uh, Darren Fox has mentioned that he wanted to be our savior of the Sacramento Kings. Our savior. I like your transition game, by the way. Uh, Yeah, it freaking sucks. And but no, no, it was great. Um, it <laughs> like Fox on the podcast, you know, talked a lot about you know him like with Kentucky and him coming up. But like the thing, of course, that catches our 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 ears is that him talking about Sacramento and how he basically is embracing the role. I wish Buddy had this damn attitude. Like you know, co- he's embracing his role. Like he basically comes into an organization that is in flux, in chaos. JJ Redick even mentioned they have not, the Kings have not made the playoffs since he's been in the league, and he's been in the league for 14 years. And I didn't, I actually didn't know he got drafted in 06, but like he, Fox is basically talking about how he comes into a, I guess, a bad situation. And the way he looked at it was as an opportunity to be able to turn around this organization, to turn around the Kings, mm-hmm. bring them back to the playoffs. And essentially being hailed as a hero, I guess, in a way. And, you know, hopefully it comes true to some degree at more no, to, at some point. Because we've been suffering here for a while. <laughs> like, you know, again, 14 years, you know, without the playoffs. And it's been pretty miserable overall. And, you know, we had a spark with uh, Boogie. But, like, you know, the team really, the team really didn't draft well, really didn't help his situation. So... You know, hopefully with the new hiring of Monty McNair, like we can turn this ship around and, you know, you know, make some changes and maybe we'll co- go back into contention at some day. Let's hope so. <laughs> uh, another point that Fox has mentioned in JJ Rez podcast is that he is trying to take precautions about his body and how he takes drives and, you know, that's what makes Fox pretty great because, you know, he's he's trying to think about his future and not thinking about, you know, try to be that, like, I guess, what, famous guy, all-star? Um, Derrick Rose type, like, yeah. you know, the power finishers, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, it's good. It's good to yeah, it's good to hear that he's like trying to at least like take care of his body. He mentions uh, Harrison Barnes, and if you, I don't know if you watch Harrison Barnes back in the day, Harrison Barnes would do like rever- crazy reverse dunks. It, it was pretty insane. Like especially nowadays, now that you see him very ground based. But uh, you know, Harrison Barnes always talks about like he can't. You know, you can't really you know do this athletic stuff for the rest of your career it's going to take a toll on your body and De'Aaron's following those footsteps where basically there's a lot he's a lot more finesse with his uh with his finishing and you know you know trying to stay closer to the ground as much as possible you know Mm -hmm. to just save his body yeah it may be a little more boring type of basketball but it's I mean longevity wise I I'm hoping you know that'll play a big factor in uh you know staying the playoffs longer or if we even make it uh to that point 
I, I will say before we actually move on from the Kings, like, you know, I talk about, like, you know, if if Fox actually brings us back to the playoffs, do you think it's going to be, like, kind of how the We Believe Warriors, like, it kind of immortalized, like, you know, Jason Richardson and Baron Davis and those guys? Do you think he'll be immortalized here in Sacramento the way that those guys are in uh, Golden State? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, in my opinion, I think so, but I'm I'm hoping that um, you know we could take you know each step further um, when the years come. Like if we miss it one year, hopefully we could take a next step even further the next year. You know, and hopefully by the end of this uh, you know result, hopefully we could even potentially make it further than <laughs> the first round. Yeah. And, you know, like, the bubble, like, while it was very uneventful, it really did show that Fox is, like, the stabilizing force. Like, he is the guy, like, that can, that you know, can turn it up. And, you know, Bogey can kind of do it, too. And we've yet to see Marvin, but I, I, I hope that Marvin does have something there. And, you know, Buddy didn't show anything, which is kind of why I'm done with him, but, you know. Like, I, I'm very optimistic about things. And, you know, Fox, like, on this podcast, like, you can just tell by his demeanor, the way he talks. Such a mature, like, young man. And, you know, just so articulate. And, yeah, he's a really smart guy. And, you know, the future is bright. As, you know, we can... We're going to probably give him that max extension. He's probably going to stay with the franchise for a while, hopefully. Hopefully so. And Yeah, he's he, he's my guy, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, let's get into the playoffs now, starting with Nuggets versus Lakers. So Lakers beat the Nuggets four to one, and you know, I you you just told me this. It's been the first time the Lakers been to the finals in ten years, and... which is crazy. I I didn't realize it was ten, and then I thought about it. Yeah, last time they went there was twenty ten, which was wow. It's been that long. <laughs> like yeah. it's that surprised me. Uh, that remind me right, reminded me of Kobe and uh, it's yeah. yeah it's sad that he, he can't witness this. Oh. It, it, I mean it's too bad that I don't that I kind of hate the Lakers but like yeah it, you know there really is a storyline with like you know LeBron I guess carrying on Le, Le, uh, Kobe's legacy and mm-hmm. yeah there's a real story there and yeah the ninth was it the was it the tenth. Uh, finals that LeBron has been in. Ten, uh, Ninth I mean, or tenth? It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Oh, no, it's it's the tenth because he he had one in 07 and then he did eight straight finals and then this is another one. And yeah, like that's a record all on its own and it's incredible. It is incredible. Don't get me wrong. Like, and yeah, it's incredible that he managed to lead this team like in the East and the West. Like just. You know, all these years, and yeah, he will go down probably as the second best player of all time. Oh yeah, oh for sure. I, I'm sorry, like I'm sorry, LeBron fans. Like I don't think he overtakes MJ. Sorry. Yeah. Even if he wins this one, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't change my mind. Yeah. Let's see. So some tidbits about the Nuggets versus Lakers. Uh, it's pretty big adjustment putting LeBron on Murray because. Murray in this playoff, like just playoffs this year, has been ridiculous. I, I, to be honest, I haven't seen a player like him 
played this hard and just been scoring and actually be good like that's the thing like with him like you know i was out on him last year so because like he had a terrible game seven against portland in game in game seven and yeah he just kind of threw up a bagel and i was i just thought him of him as a guy that just jacks up a lot of shots with you know mediocre to bad efficiency but you know we'll see if he can continue this next year but like bubble ball has just been insane for him he's hit like efficiency levels that are up there with steph curry's mm-hmm. and which is yeah which is basically the key to how denver has made this run and like honestly when the lakers went that went up went up 3-1 i was like oh here come the 3-1 nuggets and the nuggets got got the lakers exactly where they want them down 3-1 but, you know, LeBron closed it out because he, he is LeBron James and for some reason just remembered how to shoot again. And <laughs> yeah, and just closed them out just, you know, decisively. Uh, oh. Jokic uh, in the series only had five assists per game. They really limited him by just basically shutting down everyone else and letting him beat them. And that's not that's just not that's just not how he plays. He yeah. wants to set up his teammates, basically. Mm hmm. And it's it's too bad because the Nuggets really needed that second guy, in my opinion, that to take wait these games a little further, and you know potentially you know even it out a little. And maybe Michael Porter Jr. will be that guy next year. He was still okay this series, but like his defense was terrible in this series. And you know yeah. LeBron James like smells blood. <laughs> he's getting like he smells that meat, and he's getting ready to eat it. You know. And yeah, he kept he. That was a weird analogy, but like he 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 knew like Michael Porter Jr. was a bad defender and just picked on him, trying to show the show the young rookie how to play basketball, basically. Yeah, for Nuggets fans, I would be pretty excited for next year because <laughs> they're they're gonna be back for sure. Yeah, and back. again, the Michael Porter Jr. experience, he will get better. And hopefully mm-hmm. he gets better on defense is the primary thing. But, like, he's got something. And, you know, he's got KD vibes to him, you know, where he can just shoot over guys. And <laughs> Pretty funny battle between him and Kyle Kuzma, you know, with a very one-sided battle. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to the next playoff game, which is Heat versus Celtics. And apparently quote-unquote, my Celtics have lost the series. Yeah, they sucked. Yeah. Like I said, (laughs) I I would rather be a Heat fan. I'm a a Celtics fan. Uh, Yeah, both teams pretty evenly matched, but like like I said, on paper, I thought Celtics had a better team on paper, but, you know... The like on paper, like I guess the Hayward injury did affect things, but on paper, like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, like they, of course, I'm not saying that they are, but like they're very kind of like Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen in a way, in that Jason Tatum does the scoring, does like he leads them, and then Jason Tatum is the perfect second guy to just you know finish to basically fill in whatever holes and. Mm-hmm. You kind of compare like them head to head. Like Jason Tatum is probably better than Jimmy Butler, and then you have, uh, I guess, Jalen Brown against, um, you know, I guess Tyler Hero before the series. But like, basically, the series was about making shots over good defense, 
and Miami simply just did more of that. And, you know, uh, the Heat plates a lot of zone, which completely just threw off, um, <clears throat> kind of threw off the Celtics, who, you know, before game three didn't have that uh, playmaker. But then Hort, Gordon Hayward came back and kind of, you know, got them back on track. But it just wasn't enough. Like, they just don't have that guy who can, uh, I guess, they don't have that, you know, that elite passer, I guess, uh, kind of to break the zone and yeah like that really was the key to the series and yeah and then you have miami just making shots over really good defense aka tyler hero <laughs> like he <laughs> he is really good really fucking good and you know in the same manner that you know michael porter jr this guy's a rookie i mean michael porter jr is actually a little older but like this guy's legit 19 or only 20 mm-hmm. and he's only gonna get better and again, he ha- he his ceiling is probably something even better than Devin Booker. Oh, I I mean that's so true, and I I feel that he will become an All Star pretty soon, to be honest. And, yeah, uh, maybe even next year, for all we know. Like he's so good. We'll have to see, but not only to mention, I mean Duncan Robinson also. This series has been pretty damn good and you know i probably would be lucky to say that i saw duncan robinson's first two point in game two throughout this whole series duncan robinson is like he's basically he's basically how i want buddy to play let's just learn to play like duncan robinson just run around screens literally like warp the defense a lot like a steph curry can but not to that degree of course but like you know just running around screens opening up space for bam out of bio and i cannot believe we have not mentioned bam out of bio i just realized bam out of bio like opening up like space for him to just dunk the ball over <laughs> over little guys basically and yeah i've just he, and have you seen the uh the how he i think messaged people at the ringer because he thought duncan robinson thought he his career was coming to an end and he thought he wasn't going to make the nba and he basically messaged like these guys at the ringer, hey, like I'm I'm trying to connect with you right now. Like, you know, I really want to work at the ringer. Oh, what? Like, which is crazy to think about because like at the end of his Michigan State career, he didn't think he, he didn't think he had a career in basketball. And look at him now. Like oh. <laughs> closing out the closing out the Celtics in the Western Conference Finals. It's it's an incredible story. Oh, we're talking about Duncan Robinson, right? Duncan Robinson, Duncan Robinson. Okay, I was about to say, I was like, I don't remember Bam saying that. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think Bam, I think Bam knew he was fine. Yeah, um, but no. But yeah, yeah, like Duncan Robinson, like thought basically, <laughs> like was going to become a, a sports journalist before you know he made it on, onto the Heat. Yeah, and no. yeah, like he he's he is like the perfect, you know, prototypical like role player shooter. Poor yeah. man's Clay Thompson in a way. Yeah, especially coming from a D three school, some kind of art Michigan? school. Yeah, there's yeah. some kind of art school, I think. Right, right. Division three school to a uh, Michigan to now, it, it's a crazy story for Duncan Robinson. Yeah, and yeah, like last year, I heard the stories about, but basically, Heat coach, uh, the Heat coaches were saying, "You, why don't you shoot the open shot?" Like they just kept coaching him. You, you are a great shooter. Like, just yeah. shoot the damn shot. And this year, he has shot the damn shot, and he's basically the best shooter in the league right now. Yeah, I think I... Of course, uh, you know, Steph Curry and Clay Thompson aren't playing, so 
that's kind of why. I think I remember a comment about Duncan Robinson where the coaches would be like, if you walk within that three-point line, you're game benched. <laughs> you are a three-point shooter. And he is, you know, one of the greatest three-point shooters. I think he's 46% this year. It's something ridiculous. Yeah, it, he He's pretty high up there. And I remember uh, another tidbit from, uh, I think, J.J. Reddit's podcast where he has mentioned that he's supposedly the top 16 three-point shooters in 2K, yet five of the top 16 aren't even playing in the league anymore. Uh, 2K ratings are just nothing to get mad over, I'll just say. Like, they're just, uh, they're all over the place. Like, I, I think one year, I think uh, Willie Cauley-Stein had a higher speed than a Chris Paul. Yeah. It's weird. It's just funny crap. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Dwayne Wade had a higher vertical than Blake Griffin. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it, they're all over the place. So there's some little details there. I mean, it's, overall, it's a good game. And, you know, I still play 2K19. I'm sorry, I don't want to pay money for a game that's basically the same. Uh, so, yeah, like, you know, it's a great game overall, but there are, like, holes that are very frustrating. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, we forgot to mention, yeah, he went uh, 4-2. Oh, yeah, he went 4-2. We should have mentioned that probably in the beginning. <laughs> now that the finals are finally here, it's Heat versus Lakers. A.K.A. Yeah. Pat Riley versus LeBron. <laughs> oh man so who do you pick to win this series i mean i am picking the lakers so like what do you like what other choice is there <laughs> i know as a king's fan i'm gonna pick the heat yeah i don't think i mean i was gonna force you to pick the lakers but I, that that's cruel so yeah uh, I mean, i'm gonna be honest it doesn't in my opinion it doesn't matter who wins i guess if Lakers win, you know, it's for the story. You know, it's for Kobe. And... Uh, I don't know. I think, it, yeah, like, yeah, if if they do win, I'm going to just say that to just, you know, stay positive. But, like, yeah. you know, I do not want the Lakers <laughs> to win. But, yeah, if if he win, you know, that's, that's like a really good underdog story to tell, you know. When even in the playoffs last year, like, I checked. I was actually shocked. I was like, weren't the Heat in the playoffs last year? They were not, apparently. Neither of these teams were in the playoffs last year. And yeah, the Lakers were in the playoffs because LeBron didn't give a shit, basically. So, yeah, like, is that's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, like, I of course, I'm going to pick the Heat to win. I think this series will come down to whether or not the Lakers can stay big and if AD can overcome Bam. Because I think LeBron will do LeBron things. And, and you know, uh, the Heat have, like, all the defenders for LeBron, mm-hmm. theoretically. Now, they have Jimmy Butler, who's, good on, who's really good on LeBron. They have, the, they have the LeBron stopper for the past, you know, like, four out of five finals. Andre Iguodala on, mm-hmm. on the team. And he's not going to play extended minutes. He's only going to play spot minutes, which means he's going to have the energy to, to really, like, clamp down on LeBron as much as he can. And then they have Jay Crowder there just to kind of, you know, fill in some spot minutes. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, they can even put Bam on LeBron. And, you know, I believe that the Heat's perimeter shots will take the game to the next level for them. Yes, and- it will It will depend on, again, whether or not they can make shots over de- good defense. Because, like, and particularly them making threes. Because Lakers like to pack the paint. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll have to see what Caruso and KCP can do. KCP and Caruso have been good. And we'll have to see that kind of battle with Hero versus Caruso and Duncan Robinson versus KCP. Like, whether or not, like, they can just make shots over good defense by those two. Yeah. Whether or not, like, LeBron can kind of, like, you know, whether or not, like, you know, Caruso and KCP can give them enough on offense to, you know, counter, basically, to beat the Heat. It'll be an interesting chess match. It will be. It's, yeah, it really has, it's going to go down to those big factors. Now, I think the real X factor, though, is AD. Can he overcome Bam? Because they only really have Bam for AD. Unless you want, it depends on how much you want to believe in Kelly Olynyk um, or uh, Myers Leonard. And so, like, but Bam apparently was very good at guarding uh, AD. AD don't AD is not great against quicker, like strong guys. Like he's never really been great against Draymond. Mm-hmm. And Bam's kind of like a bigger version of Draymond. Yeah. So that's gonna be an interesting matchup all on its own. I th- but I think Bam is the only guy that on the team that can guard AD. I don't I don't think you want to put Jay Crowder on him. Like, no. Yeah, he's probably the only guy I could think of. <laughs> What to see what the zone does to the Lakers because Lakers are not a good sh- uh, outside shooting team. Like outside, mm-hmm. I think KCP and oh dear God, Rondo, <laughs> Rondo dropping threes. They don't drop threes that often. No, they don't. <laughs> it's gonna be a more inside heavy game for them. What to see? Like how much? How much of this playoff Rondo is real? Now, if he does it in the finals, but playoff Rondo is forever immortalized in in the Hall of Fame. Oh yeah. So we'll have to see if that like this like playoff Rondo thing can keep, I guess keep going because he has been huge for the Lakers. Just him somehow just coming back to life, channeling to oh nine Rondo, like it has been just so such a revelation for the Lakers, and it's basically brought them to the finals. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking about other players, what do you think of the Leonard versus Antetokounmpo matchup? Uh, this is like the... You know when you see like one of those like parody movies and like they'll have like, you know, parody actors that clearly are not the real actors? This is basically what this is. If, they, <laughs> if you guys don't get the joke... Like Leonard was supposed is supposed to be Kawhi Leonard versus Giannis Antetokounmpo, but instead we got Myers Leonard versus Costa Antetokounmpo. Yeah. 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 I I, <laughs> I would put in like a laugh track, but I don't think this one deserves it. Move on. Uh, let's see. We have some comparisons. I forgot why we put them here, but. Lakers and Bucks comparison. What do you think? So, like the Bucks, the reason why they lost was they refused to adjust to a lot of like their, a lot of basically what the Heat were doing well. Like they just played the same way the whole time and just refused to adjust to the to the play style of uh, the Heat. You know, possibly get like you know getting uh, Middleton and Giannis more involved and playing Giannis more. Like they they didn't do that and. I think the Lakers are a similar team in the manner that they're a very big team uh, that don't shoot all that well. But, like, 
I think the difference between these two teams and the, don't let's not forget the Bucks were actually kind of close in one or two of those games. And, you know, like them, if they just made some adjustments that to- they totally could have won that series, the Bucks, I mean, mm-hmm. the Lakers, we know, however, will adjust. They in the Rockets series, like they stopped playing Dwight and JaVale because they don't, the Rockets don't play a center and their centers would just get abused. And like, and then all of a sudden they they just dust off Dwight in the Nuggets series. So we know that uh, Frank Vogel will adjust accordingly and will make changes to kind of basically go up against the Heat. And we'll see how how that turns out. Like what the adjustments they're going to make against the zone, and you know if they're going to stay big, like with Dwight and Javale. Yeah, that, or are they just going to move? Um, you know Anthony Davis to the five. Mm-hmm. Now. I wonder what will they prioritize more, perimeter or the inside? I think they're going to prioritize the inside because honestly, outside of Hero, outside of Robinson and Hero, they're honestly not a great three-point shooting team. Like Jay Crowder has kind of turned back into a pumpkin. Um, maybe maybe he maybe he's the deciding series or deciding <laughs> factor for the series. Like like for real, because him shooting forty-four percent from three in the Bucks series basically won them that series because they were leaving him open a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe those role players will just step up, you know, maybe Andre will hit a, a few, Jay will hit a few. And I will say um, if if Tyler Hero or Duncan Robinson get hot, it's not like they have a solution because like how they did what they did in what the Lakers did in the Nuggets series that they put LeBron on Jamal Murray when you know he started getting hot mm-hmm. guess what you cannot do that against Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson because LeBron does not like to chase people around screens mm-hmm. so I think that's gonna be a very interesting thing if Hero or Duncan Robinson get really hot and you know I really do feel like they will get hot regardless of how much defense is being thrown at them. Yeah, I've... and we know Tyler Hero has balls and will just shoot in your face and laugh at you. <laughs> so, you know, Lord knows there might be a LeBron versus or a Tyler Hero versus a LeBron thing. Oh, yeah. That no, that would be pretty good. And we'll see what Jimmy Butler can do against LeBron. Like, it's not like he's afraid to shoot in front of LeBron's face. And that's the one thing about LeBron's defense that I think doesn't get exposed as much as, like, basically, he he will usually not contest your shots, I feel, if you just pull up in his face. I mean, granted, it's because he makes you uncomfortable, but if you just shoot in his face, I think, you know, you can, you, you can get the shot off at least. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Moving on, there's another comparison we have here. And that's Rockets and Heat. Now, the reason why I make that comparison is because Bam is basically their best center. And, well, their only center, really. And (laughs) we'll have to see if the Lakers decide to stay big with uh, Dwight and JaVale, Dwight or JaVale, uh, plus AD at the four, as opposed to AD at the five. Because the, the way that, because they don't really have, the Heat don't really have it like another guy for like Dwight, you know, or JaVale. They can probably just, they're probably just going to put like a small guy out there and just hope that they don't offensive rebound and rebound them to death. And we'll see how the heat can handle that because they, their fives can shoot. With the Mm -hmm. exception of Bam, Bam's not a great shooter, 
but like he's a guy that you kind of have to at least guard like when he's on the perimeter mm-hmm. now we, we forgot to mention this uh nickname we gave ban and that's point bam or point out of bio i like point out of bio more but you, you said point bam so we'll go point Bam. and you know like dwight and javel you know as good as they are are not good at at guarding perimeter big men because mm-hmm. they like to just stand in the paint so we'll see like how how that how that turns out because guess what point point bam won won them game six against the celtics Mm-hmm. It was so weird, like just him, like bringing the ball up, initiating offense, doing dribble moves, looking like Boogie in his prime, basically. <laughs> uh, Except man. a little bit quicker. Wait, is Boogie still in the Lakers? Uh, Boogie is not on the Lakers. He got waived. Although I do think he, I do think he will get a ring. Like I think like the the organization really likes Boogie. So yeah, that kind uh, of. Now that we mentioned Boogie, kind of miss him, in a way. Um, I, I talked about this with a with a coworker of mine. Him getting injured was a blessing in disguise because I think like, I think had he played, I don't think they get here because it, it means they don't get Dwight. And like, even if he makes a full recovery, Boogie was never good on defense. Like. Mm-hmm. And I think him, like, not being able to kind of make up for it with his offense, like, probably don't cut, makes, the, makes it so, like, they, get, they lose in the second or third round. Hmm. I see. So, I'm sorry, Boogie, but, like, I don't, I think you getting, I think him getting injured kind of is one of the reasons why they're here. I see. Well, that's too bad. Yeah. Have a closing remarks about the Heat versus the Lakers? Uh, Heat in six, but like <laughs> I think I think they have to win in six because if it, if it comes to a game seven, you cannot bet against LeBron. LeBron is bringing his S level game, so not even A game, S game, like S level. Yeah, I I say Heat in six, and in my opinion, I think the Heat should really. Um, play out these first two games and you know get up to speed uh before you know the lakers and you know go up 2-0 and yeah i i believe they need they to need... win at least one of they need to go at least one one yeah they go out, if they go down 2-0 ooh, that's probably over yeah for sure and i doubt like jimmy and those guys will let that happen so i think it's going to be one one and we'll see what happens from there. It'll be an interesting game for sure, and we shall see. Let's see. In other news, uh, Doc Rivers has been. Would you consider fired? I don't know. The mutually parted ways. Mutually, the, yeah, sure. The official way, yeah, you could say fired. Doesn't really matter. Although, if he got fired, it means he still gets to, you know. Is to get paid. But yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, the, what I read was mutually parted ways. Now, I, I've seen a lot of posts about, oh, hi, we, we need a higher dog. We need a higher dog. But we, we've talked about how he has about two years left in his contract that he needs to get paid. Again, I'm not sure if he got fired or just mutually parted ways. If they mutually part ways, I don't think he's getting paid. 
So I'm not sure. Like the, the of course we're gonna talk about like should we hire Doc Rivers? <laughs> should the Kings hire Doc Rivers? Yeah. I don't know because you know, he was actually really good before Kawhi and Paul George got there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's hard to coach superstars. And, but, like, the, my main thing is I think Luke deserves at least a year, another year, because you had Marvin being out the whole year, and then you had, like, all these kind of lineup shuffles, like De'Aaron was injured. I don't think he got a fair shake. And, you know, of course, the Kings, Kings fans hate him. Because they think he, Dave Yeager was so much better, I will I will go down and say like Dave Yeager would not have done that much better this year because De'Aaron was injured, Marvin was injured, and let's not pretend he's Phil Jackson. Okay, I think mm-hmm. Luke was, I think Dave Yeager was good. I think Luke is okay, and I think he can grow with this team. And I want. I want organizational stability. It's unfortunately one of the reasons why I wanted to keep Vladi around. But now that he's gone and now that we're kind of resetting and at least Monty is willing to work with Luke, well, I want to give Luke a chance at least to see what he can do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we'll see like whether his you know refusal to like play fast and his kind of refusal to play buddy in like fourth quarter, some fourth quarters, was that a front office directive or was that a him thing? You know, a Luke thing. Well, uh, according to what we've seen from Monty, I think we shall see changes in next season. And, you know, that's what I would like to see. <laughs> not not bad changes, but, you know, good changes in on paper. Yeah, we shall see. Like, I'm not completely opposed to getting Doc. I think Doc is a good coach and probably would be an upgrade o- and to probably definitely as an upgrade over Luke. But I'd like to give Luke a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely still think that we should play fast, but you know, uh, should we mention about Doc and Paul George? Uh, yeah, just to quickly kind of go over it. Uh, there, it's a weird relationship between the two. The Paul, the Doc and Paul George relationship. I mean, that one was always weird. And like, if you guys don't know, uh, Paul George was dating Doc's uh, daughter and cheated on her with a stripper and got that stripper pregnant and now paul george is with actually like married to that stripper i think i forgot the name i'm so i'm sorry just calling her the stripper not, not trying to be disrespectful but doc's daughter i forgot her name too uh is married to seth curry and there was trash talking during the series a little bit so you know fun little th- side bit that i finally decided to research and i'd that is a weird relationship. I don't know how they managed to get, keep that professional. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, in my opinion, I would like to keep out that. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah. That's yeah, not. But that's. Well, I mean, that has to be like just something that kind of loomed over them. I mean, I doubt they were close at any point. Like yeah. during during like Paul George's tenure as a Clipper, it is weird to like see the guy that cheated on your daughter like every day and having to yeah. like coach him. Yeah, that's true. But you know, since we're in the Kings organization, is not our way, not our problem. So, yeah. But yeah. Dog Rivers is out, and we shall see who they hire. And I think I think it'll probably end up being Ty Lue. I think we will see. Mm. We shall see. Uh, probably within the next couple of weeks, maybe, to be honest. 
Yeah, and you know, like I didn't think he'd be fired, but you know, it is what it is, and yeah, I think Ty Lue is the right choice for them, just because like, well, he's technically like the LeBron whisperer. Maybe he's a Kawhi whisperer too. Hmm. Never know. Yeah. Well, all right, I think that's it, right? You have any closing thoughts about um, you know, who who do you who do you have winning game one? I I feel like. I'm feeling the heat. I'm feeling it. Yeah, I'm feeling like they're going to turn on the heat. And yeah, I think I think they take game one and that's going to put the pressure on the Lakers to win game two. And they probably will win game two. And we shall see where the series goes from there. Heat in six. Mm. Yep, and I think yeah. that's it for this episode. We'll, we'll come check back with you after, I think, game three. Well, let me see the schedule. Yeah, we'll see. You know... We haven't talked much about Dota E or Manga in a while. Uh, let's save that for another podcast. We'll, we'll talk about WWE on the next episode because this one is running a bit long now. Yeah. <laughs> and well, yeah, we'll maybe we'll record a bonus podcast. Who knows? All right. Well, that uh, basically kind of that's basically it for this week. We'll come check back with you probably after game. Yeah, after game. Three uh, Sunday, uh, we'll record. That's when we'll record. All right, then. Okay, we'll see you guys on uh, the next episode. Yeah, see you guys later.